Amen. Staying connected. Amen. To Jesus. Staying connected to Jesus. Amen. Uh, in this Christian journey, there are times, thank you, ushers, where we struggle with our connection. Anybody, anybody can testify to that? That in this Christian journey, you started off well. Uh, the moment you accepted Christ, it was such an awesome experience. Uh, those of you who have not accepted Christ, wait till you do accept Christ. It's an awesome experience altogether. And as we live our Christian life, for some reason, our connection, it gets a little loose. Sometimes the circumstances and the trials that we go through in life causes us to lose connection. What I mean is that sometimes even the success that we go through in life, the lows that we go through in life can affect our connection to God and Christ. We recently put up our pool at the house. I've been on this pool thing for a while because I'm so excited about it. And so one of the things I've learned about owning a pool is that you can't just fill it up with water. <laughs> I thought that last year. I, I just filled it up. <laughs> Amen. I put a few little tablets of uh, chlorine tablets in there and said, oh, yeah, it's cool. Well, about three weeks, four weeks later, the stuff started getting gray. <laughs> and I'm like, man, this is different. <laughs> so I went out and bought me some more tablets, and I tried to put it in there. And the following week, it, everything went green. And, and listen, I don't know how stuff landed in the water and started swimming. I'm like... What happened? You know, I don't know. Things fly, y'all. I'm like, what is going on here? I, I, I'm like, man, there must be a snake or something in there. You know what I mean? So I just saw stuff swimming around. I'm like, man, I ain't fooling with that. I, so I went to the pool supply place, right? And they told me, they said, well, man, dang, you in bad shape. I said, yeah, I know. That's why I'm here, right? So they're like, well, you got to get all these chemicals and stuff like that. I'm like, after what I saw in that water, I ain't doing nothing. I'm going to drain that thing out. <laughs> Amen. I'm going to start over. So last year, I just drained it and packed the pool up and put it up, right? <laughs> so, so this year, it's different. I got a little bit more knowledge thanks to YouTube. <laughs> Amen. YouTube is off the chain, y'all. <laughs> well, you want to know how to do anything, go on YouTube. Somebody's going to do a video, right? So, so this year, I found out that with the pool, in order for the water to stay clear, you have to keep it connected to the pump. <laughs> Hello, somebody. See, last year my pump was working, but I didn't change the filter. I didn't, amen, I didn't do the things I was supposed to do, right? I found out that you're supposed to put liquid chlorine in there, amen, and the tablet, and then you have to test your water every week. But the key thing to keeping the pool clean 
is to pump. You got to circulate. Come on, somebody. You got to circulate the water. You got to. And then I found out there are different types of pumps. I found out there are filter pumps. There are sand pumps. There are salt water pumps. So I'm like, man, this is all confusing to me. And I'm like, man, okay. So what I did was I changed out the pump. And I put a sand pump in there now. So now everything is just moving around and it's nice and crystal clear now. Now that I have the right balance, now that I have the right connection, come on somebody. See, the pump by itself will not keep the water clear. It doesn't matter what type of pump you have. It's the fact that you have to press the button, come on somebody, on the pump to keep the pump going so that the water can circulate. Many of us in our lives, we want clear waters. We want a clean life. Come on, somebody. But we won't stay connected, come on, somebody, to Jesus. I found out that in order to keep a clean pool, not only do you need a pump, but you need to have the right balance in the water. And I found out in my Christian life, in order for me to keep a clean life, I have to not only stay connected to Jesus, but I got to have the right balance in my diet. I need, I need to go to Bible study. I need to read the word. I need to, yeah, I need to do some things in my Christian life because like last year, amen, when I just put the water in, ran the pump every now and then, amen, then my water started to change. Do I'm talking to anybody here this morning? Maybe your water has changed in your life. Maybe the things are not as clear as it used to be, but I want to tell you something. Today, I want to show you that if you stay connected to Jesus, if you stay connected to him, amen, if you stay connected to Christ, then you can live, amen, a life, amen, that's pleasing unto God. Today we find in our passage that John is our writer. John, the, the disciple that Jesus loved. John writes, amen, to and Jesus is writing here to comfort his disciples in chapter 14, verse 1. Look what he says. He says, do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God, also believe in me. Look what he says. He says, you know, Jesus was comforting his disciples because he was getting ready to go to the cross. And he's saying to his disciples, I don't want you to be troubled. What I want you to do is trust that I have a plan. How many know that Jesus has a plan for your life? How many know that if you stay in sync with God, amen, he will lead you to your ultimate purpose? I know we may be trying to find things and find out things, but your connection to him is very important. In chapter, four, in chapter 14, chapter 15, we find that Jesus begins to talk to his disciples about right relationships. Let me show you something. Look at verse 1 of chapter, chapter 15. He says, I am hmm, the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Now, let me tell you where they were. They were in Palestine. They were around, amen, in this place, there was a vineyard there, a, vi a vineyard, and there was, there was grapes on the vine, and, you know, so what Jesus was doing, just like I used my pool illustration, Jesus was using 
the vine, amen, as an illustration for a spiritual truth. I believe that you can look at different things in your life and you can find, amen, lessons. You can see what God is trying to say to you through things that you've been through. So Jesus looks out and he says, you see this vine? He says, I am the what? True vine. He says, my father is the what? The vine dresser. He says, every branch in me that does not bear what? Fruit, he takes away. Now, what Jesus is saying is that if you're connected to me, that at some point in your life, you and I should be bearing fruit. In other words, we should have a life, amen, exemplifying the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Jesus says that if you are connected to me, then you should be bearing fruit. And isn't it amazing that we start off bearing fruit and then all of a sudden we become what? We become fruitless, we become barren, we become disgruntled in life and things start going a little different. And listen, Jesus is saying, listen, if you are connected to me, then you will bear fruit. But look at verse 2. He says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he what? He takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he what? Prunes. Anybody know about gardening? Anybody know about pruning, what it means? Anybody know about pruning? Right? Watch this. The reason that sometimes it hurts in the Christian life, come on somebody. Listen, you've been doing well. You've been praying, you've been praising, you've been going through, you know, you've been doing what you're supposed to do for God. And then all of a sudden, something hits you so hard. Bam, it hits you. You know why? You know what God is doing? He's pruning you. Because once you've become fruitful, in order to bear fruit again, he has to cut off that old stuff, come on somebody, so that you can bear some new stuff. And oftentimes, we get comfortable in the blessings because the blessings gets, gets real good. And we, we're enjoying the blessed life, but every now and then we need some pruning so that we can become even more productive. I got something for you right now. Don't be upset if you're going through right now. Because it could be that God is pruning you to make you better. It could be that God is trying to cut off some things in your life so that you can begin to produce better fruit. Do I have anybody? Yeah, I know it seems rough right now. And I know that it seems tough right now. But God is saying, I love you, but I got to prune you. Are you with me? Look what he says. He says, so that you may bear more fruit. Verse 3. He says, you are already clean because of what? The word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch, watch this, cannot bear fruit of itself. May I say this to you? You and I cannot live this Christian life without being connected to Jesus. I know there are a lot of us trying to live. And I know that it gets tough sometimes, but listen, you cannot live your life apart from being connected to the vine. You and I cannot produce any fruit 
without the assistance of Jesus. Do I have anybody? So in other words, we can't just get saved and satisfied. In other words, we can't just get saved and sit on the sidelines. In other words, we cannot just enjoy the blessings without, watch this, without staying connected to the source of our blessings. Do I have anybody here that know the source of your blessings? Let me give you something else. Do you know the source of your strength? The source of your strength is Jesus. Listen, he hung, bled, and died. Yes, yes. He came for a purpose. But here's the thing. Listen, Stephen said before they stoned Stephen to death, Stephen was being pruned. Before, they, before the people stoned Stephen to death, Stephen says, I've seen, hallelujah, the Father. I've seen the Son sitting at the right hand of the Father. May I tell you something? Jesus really is in heaven. He's not just a fictional character that you can just call on. He's not just a cosmic bellboy that when you need something, you bring the bell and he comes running at your beckoning call. Jesus is real. Do I have anybody? And in order for you and I to live a Christian life, a Christian life that's bearing fruit, we must stay connected to Jesus. Do I have anybody? Somebody here this morning, I want to tell you, you've changed connections. It's time now for you to get reconnected to the source of your blessings. I know you've made it this far by faith. Come on, somebody. But I want to tell you something. There comes a time when you have to look at yourself in the mirror and you got to ask yourself the important question. Am I still connected to Jesus? Listen, you can find joy in a lot of things, but if you haven't found joy in Jesus, then you got a problem. Are you with me? It's easy to say that I'm still connected, and yet when you see no fruit in your life, you then realize that you have dis been disconnected for a long time. There are a lot of people that know the doctrine of election and they know the doctrine of salvation, right? That once you're saved, you're always saved. That there's nothing you can do to lose your salvation. But here's the thing. Are you living just on status? Hallelujah. Or are you living on the fact that you have a working, vibrant, come on somebody, committed, sold out, wrapped up, tied up, tangled up, twisted up with Jesus kind of faith? And that's when you really begin to live. So I got a few things I want to show you today. Can I ask you a question? Anyone here this morning lost your connection? Anyone here today, are you willing to reconnect? Watch the text. Look at verse 5. We're going to stay in verse 5. So I'm going to give you uh, five, six, two, four, six things that's going to help you to understand how to stay connected to Jesus. Are you with me? Look what he says in verse 5. We're going to look at the first, first verse. He says, I am what? The vine. Now, in order for you to, to understand how to stay connected, right, you, have, you and I have to understand our Christian life in this kind of analogy or in this context. The fact that 
I'm not just living this life on my own. And I want to say to somebody here today, you're thinking that you got to do this. You're thinking that you have to fix it, that you, you have to do this on your own. But he, Jesus says, Jesus made it very plainly, he identifies who he is. He says, I am the vine. You see, the planting and the care of the, of the vineyard required constant, watch this, and intensive care. Just like the pool. I have to test that water every week. I have to put chlorine in there every week. Depends on the levels. It's the same thing with the Christian life. You and I cannot just get saved and then we're not checking to see, watch this, if we are still connected to him. So the first thing you got to do, first thing you got to do, first thing you got to do is cultivate your relationship with Christ. Cultivate it. Amen. You see, just because you're saved doesn't mean you're growing. And in other words, you and I must spend time cultivating that relationship. This is the most important relationship that you have. So how do I cultivate a relationship with God, with Christ? Well, I pray. I praise. I fellowship with God's people. Watch, that's all part of being in the body of Christ. Watch this. I read his word. Amen. I fast. I pray. Amen. Listen, your private praise is just as important as your public praise. And so in order for me to stay connected, I have to cultivate this relationship with him so that I can grow, watch this, and I can become everything that God wants me to become. Jesus says, I want you to know who I am. I am the source to your strength. Without you being connected to me, somebody here, you're connected to something, but I don't think it's divine. A amen. <laughs> Somebody here, you want to reconnect. Amen. And it's very simple to reconnect. Are you with me? He says, I am the vine. Look what he says next. He says, and you are what? The branches. It's good to know who you are. Because if you think that you're the vine, then you got problems. So he says, I am the vine. You are the branches. So my next point is, you must cut all your ties with the world because you're a new creature in Christ. I'll say it one more time. You can't love God and love the world at the same time. He says you are a branch on his vine. Oh, I wish I had you. Oh, and watch this. And he says... That if you're still connected to the world, it's difficult for you, watch this, to bear fruit. But it's difficult for you to grow and to cultivate and to be, and to, and to have joy and to go through your trials, amen, glorifying God. And listen, the last time you went through, did you rejoice or did you cry? <laughs> the last time you went through, did you praise him in spite of he says if you and I don't cut out all ties 
We are no longer connected to the world. But he says we must cut the ties that we have in the world because what? We're new creatures now in Christ. The Bible says if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have been new, made new. He says, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but who? Christ who lives in me. And now I know that I'm a branch. Amen. And I'm not the tree, but I'm a branch. Thank God that I'm even included in whatever he's included in because I remember what my life used to be. Anybody remember where you used to be? Anybody remember how far the Lord has brought you? Listen, you are now a branch, so play the role of a branch. <laughs> Amen. But if you don't cut out the ties that you had, watch this, you are now a reflection of the vine. Think about that now. You and I have to break away from those things, watch this, that may be causing our disconnect. Somebody here, when you find yourself disconnecting, you got to check the company that you keep. My, my, my. Because sometimes it's people that's causing your disconnect. And guess what? They're people usually from the world. Watch what he says next. He says, he who abides in me. Now this word abide, the word hupomeno in the Greek, the word means to stay. The word means to continue. So when he says, when he says to us, I am the vine, you are the branches. Now he says, he who abides. Now this is the key thing about that verse about that phrase. He says, he who abides, he who abides. So it tells you it's a choice. God's not forcing you to stay connected to him. God's not forcing you to, you know, to live for him. He doesn't, we don't want that kind of relationship. He wants to have a relationship that says, you love me, I love you, let's grow together. That's the relationship that he wants. But watch this. He says, he who abides in me, watch this, he who stays in me, he who dwells in me, he who endures, he who is present. That's what that word means. The word means to remain, to stand. And may I say something to you? This Christian life can sometimes be challenging. Anybody with me? Amen. You're going through and you're trying to do better. So if you're going to stay connected, the next thing you got to do is commit your life totally. Totally. I'm not talking about on Easter, Christmas, and yeah, holidays. <laughs> but I'm talking about saints that you can say that I'm totally committed. If you're going to stay connected, you got to stay committed. Commitment means that you are enduring when it gets hard. Commitment means that you're going to stay faithful in spite of what's going on right now. Commitment means that you're going to stand on his word. Commitment will means that you're going to hold on to his word that says, I'll never leave you. Oh, I wish I had somebody. No, will I forsake you. 
Commitment means that you understand the promises of God when he says, weeping may endure for a night. Come on, somebody. But joy is going to come in the morning. Commitment means that no matter what it looks like right now, Pastor, I'm gonna, I know that greater is he that's in me. I know, amen, that my life has been surrendered. I know that I've cut off all my ties. I know that I'm cultivating this relationship, but I know that I have an enemy. Come on, somebody. And the Bible says we have an enemy, and he prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. I know that Satan wants me to give up. I know that he wants me to throw in the towel, but I understand that Jesus said, if you remain in me, there are benefits for staying faithful to me. There are benefits and blessings for staying connected to the vine. Why? Because I am, after all, a branch. <laughs> Amen. And, and I want to say this to somebody here this morning. It may look tough right now. It may look rough right now. Listen, it may not even look real good right now. But your commitment is not based upon what he does for you. Your commitment is based on the fact that you are, watch this, connected to him and he to you. And no matter what he does... You're going to stay faithful to the end. Do I have any faithful people this morning? Do I have anybody here this morning who want to stay connected to Jesus? Watch the text. The text is powerful. He said, watch this. When you're committed, you may want to write this down. When you're committed, you're connected. That's how you know you're connected. Because you will not allow people. Amen. Listen. James says this. He says, consider it all joy when you encounter what? Various trials. It's amazing, and I said this in my 830 service, that every time in scripture I see trials, right after that it says rejoice. <laughs> or right before it, it says rejoice. So I'm starting to clue in on something. That God knows the outcome. Watch this. God who did not make time for himself. Let me get theological on you. God did not make time for himself. God made time for us. Watch this. Watch where I'm going with this. God stands outside of time right here. You know what that's called? That's called eternity. Now, because he created time, the Bible says, before a word is on your mouth. You ever read that? Anybody ever read that scripture? Psalm 139? Read it sometime. He said, before a word is in your mouth, he knows it. Before you blink your eye, he knows it. The question that I have is, how is he able to know that? Well, somebody said, well, he's omnipotent. I get that. That's a nice theological word. He's omniscient. Amen. Omnipotent means he, he knows everything, right? Omniscient, he knows everything. Omnipotent, he's all-powerful. Amen. And omnipresent, he means he's everywhere at the same time. How is he able to do that? Well, here's, the, here's how he's able to do it. He sits out here in eternity. He looks down the corridor of time. So why would I not be committed to somebody like that, right? Why would I be connected to anything other than that? The one who can see further than I can see. 
The one who looks down the corridor of my life and he knows the next thing that would happen. But if I stay connected to him, he'll swoop right on in. And the Bible says he'll take what the devil meant for evil. Come on, somebody. My God. Yeah, Lord. The Bible says he works all things together for the good. My God causes all things to work together for what? The good. It's called synergism. And so because God sits in eternity, looks down the corridor of time, listen, I don't have to worry. I don't have to doubt. I don't have to trip. I don't have to get anxious for anything. Why? Because I know that the Bible also says in the book of Psalms, I've been young. Mm. Somebody can finish that for me. And now I'm what? But I've what? I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor their seed begging bread. In other words, God is saying, not only am I going to take care of you, but I'm going to take care of your children. Some of us are saying, well, I want to set my children up. I don't want to, you know, I, I want to set them up. Let me tell you something. Stay connected to Christ, and that's how you set them up. You set them up by showing them how to stay connected to the source of your blessing. Give God a praise for that. I have to stay committed. And let me say something. Let me just say this to you about this commitment, right? Sometimes it gets tough. Am I right? How many says it gets rough? Because you don't understand what God is doing, but that's the problem. See, if you were to understand it, you wouldn't have no faith. If you were to know what God knew, then guess what? You just, Paulette, you wouldn't even go to work no more. You'd be like, shoot, I know God's going to pay this rent. You know what I mean? Shoot, I know he's going to show up. So I'm going to just wait. Look, I'm going to wait midpoint. You know what I mean? I'm going to walk as far as I can. Man, he's going to show up. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for him. See, we wouldn't have no faith. So what God does is he says if you, your, your connection to him is so vital to your growth but to your happiness. And I've watched people. I've watched people come and have joy. Come on somebody. And then I watch when they start disconnecting. And then they go from, they go from walking, from running to now they're standing. Psalm 1. And then guess what they do next? They start sitting. And then you know what happened next? You won't see them again. And the next time you see them, right, they're going to say, oh, I'm doing, I'm doing great. They smile and stuff, right? But deep on the inside, we know what's up. There's no connection. If you have no connection to God, there's no joy. You can sit at home all you want. You can watch TBN. <clears throat> we'll, we'll leave that alone. Look what he says next. He says, uh, he who abides in me. Watch this now. This is the part of the verse I really like. He says, he who abides in me, verse, verse 5, and what? I, and I, where? So what does that tell you about that relationship? That it's not just a one-way relationship. He says, if, notice what he says first. 
He says, he says, he who, who abides what? In me and I, where? Paul says in Acts 17, 28, this is what he said. Don't go there. Look what he said. He says, Paul said, for in him I live. Can I ask you something? Are you really living? No, seriously. Are you really living? Because he says, in him I live. In him I move. And watch this. And in him I exist. Paul says, I understand without being connected, I'm nothing. When I'm not connected, I lose my identity. I forget who I am. And we do some crazy stuff, right? So here's the thing. Here, now, this one, this one is something you have to really pay attention to. So the next thing you got to do in order to stay connected, you got to check what? You have to check your salvation. Listen, it's not just good enough to say, I believe. You got to ask yourself this important question. Here's the important question. Am I really saved? Because if I'm saved, saints, let me tell you something. I'm not proud of my past, but God erased my past. All the things I've been through in life, I could have blamed my parents. I could have blamed people. I could have blamed everybody. But the moment that I accepted Christ, he gave me a new start. Everything that I've done has been eradicated. Now I live. Listen, and, and I didn't start off well. I struggled. I used to go to church trying to fight people and stuff. And I'm like, man, what y'all are crazy. Y'all crazy Christian people, man. You know, seriously. I mean, folk, you know, I'm like, man, y'all say are y'all really saved? You know, folk, we want to fight and check the deacon said, come on, let's go outside. I said, come on there, let's go. I was ready, man, I was ready, man. I was like, let's go. And we were walking outside, and as soon as we were walking outside, the pastor come walking by. Where y'all going? I said, I'm finna go. He said, man, you better get, y'all get in my office. <laughs> you know, I was saved, but I, I, was, I was still rough. All right, y'all ain't trying to hear me. I was still rough as around the edges, all right? Amen. But here's the one thing I knew. I knew I was saved because I was able to, because before I wouldn't listen to nobody. But I was able to hear the voice of my pastor say, chill. That's not how you handle stuff here in this church, right? <laughs> and then here's me. I said, I said, but he been here longer than me. You know, you know, you know the blame game kind of thing, you know. He should know better, you know. And, and you know what that showed, what that taught me? There's a lesson learned there. You can be in church for 15 years, and that's how long you've been in church, and still be the same person. Because you're not connected. Listen, you're conforming. Uh-huh. Come on, somebody. You're imitating behavior, but you're not connected. Because when you start connecting, guess what? You start changing. You don't look at the same things you used to look at. You don't talk the same way you used to talk. You don't act the same way you used to act. Amen. You do different things because you're connected. So, you know, we got over that and I grew. And as I grew in the kingdom, I said, man, this is pretty cool. You know, but I understand that the only way for me to have this connection is if I was saved. And oftentimes, I've known some people, right? They got saved when they were two. 
You know, their parents said, go on up there, boy. You better, you better, get, you better get up there. <laughs> you follow what I'm saying? Get on up there and tell the pastor you want to accept. You know, and, and they do it when they were little, right? But then they have no fruit. You see what I'm saying? Their life just looks the same. So here's the thing. Here's what I want you to examine today for me. And ask yourself, I want you to do this for me. I want you to check your salvation today. And ask yourself a question. Am I saved? Because if you are, connection wouldn't be a problem. Right? Watch this. Watch this. I got one more point. Watch this. Watch, watch what he said. Watch what he said. Two more points. Watch what he said. Watch what he said. It's like, hurry up, man. He says, and I in him. And what, he, what does he say? Because this is why you got to check your salvation. Because watch it. He says, he, he, he does what? He does what? He, he, he what? What? What kind of fruit? How many can say you're a fruitful Christian? Nobody? How many can say you're a fruitful Christian? Okay, all right, give me half a finger if it's, it's you know, if you just, just a little bit of fruit. Right, just a little bit. Let's see. Let's see half a finger. <laughs> Put your thumb right there now. All right? Half a fruit. Half a fruit, half a, half a Christian. <laughs> Watch it. He says, he who what is in me and I in him, what is the result? He, listen. I want to tell you something. Fruitfulness does not mean you got a new house. Fruitfulness doesn't mean that you got a whole bunch of money in the bank. Fruitfulness, listen, you can be so fruitful and so peaceful. That is all I'm trying to produce here in this church. Some fruitful Christians who in spite of their circumstances, right, they have joy. So the next thing is, gosh almighty, staying connected Causes you to what? I become fruitful. Bearing fruit means that your character is changing. You don't lie anymore. You lie just a little bit now. <laughs> One finger. <laughs> and with time, right? You stop cussing. People think that when you, when you get saved, right, you got to give up all that stuff. You know what I mean? We got in this discussion at Bible study about alcohol. Uh, amen. <laughs> amen. Boy, <laughs> at, at Deacon Hurd's house. <laughs> Watch that guy right there. <laughs> like, like, is it okay for a Christian to drink? You know, but here's, here's my answer to that. God will take that stuff from you as you stay connected, as you become Christ-like. So, so here's the thing. He says you can drink, but do it what? In moderation. And as I told you, there's no point in doing it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. There's, there's no point in doing it. You understand what I'm saying? Because if, if, you, you know what I'm, I don't have to explain. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? 
You know what I mean? And now, now, some of us, we kind of crazy kind of drunk people. So that's the whole reason God doesn't want you to get drunk. Why doesn't he want you to get drunk? He does not want you to abuse it because it has other effects on you. It affects your testimony, and it definitely affects your connection. So, so we ought to be responsible. But get, check this out. We have baby Christians trying to be responsible. We got people who are connected one week and disconnected the next week, and then they try to use that scripture, oh, we ought to do everything in moderation. But you were the one in the club the night before. I mean, seriously? You know, so there's a lot of contradictions in the body of Christ today. But what we have to do as believers, it's either we're connected or we're not. But the fruitfulness of your life shows in your talk, in your walk, in your actions. Listen, you're not going to get offended easily because, listen, Jesus, he didn't get offended. They persecuted him, they talked about him, they lied on him, but he did not say a mumbling word. That's maturity. And when you're connected to Christ, staying connected, you begin to start looking like Christ. Come on, somebody. Whoever you're connected to, watch this, you begin to look like them. That's why husband and wife, when they are connected, the Bible says the two are one. You start finishing your, your spouse's sentences. Amen. You start feeling like that. You even start looking like your spouse after a while. You find that's connect. That's a real connection. Now, the connection to Christ is we start looking like him. We start, listen, we shouldn't be in church so long and we're still abusing those liberties. You follow what I'm saying? At some point, we ought to say, you know what? It's time to grow up. Watch this. Last thing. He says, and apart from me, what? You can do what? Nothing. Let me just lay that out to you. I mean, it, it, it speaks for itself. Apart from me, how many have been trying to live apart from him? How many have been trying to live your life? You've been trying to figure it out. You've been trying to work it out. You've been trying to fix it. You, you, you. It's all about you. He says, apart from me, and if you stay disconnected from me, listen, everything, listen, I am scared to make plans without him. Oh, man. You know, I, I'm, I'm scared to do anything without him because I don't know what the outcome is going to be. But if I stay connected to him, the outcome is going to be great. Am I going to have some trials along the way? You better believe it. So the last point is connection to Christ is the only way I'm going to say it one more time. It's the only way you're going to make it. It's the only way, saints. And I know you've been trying it your way. In most houses, we have, you know, a den uh, we use as the family room, right? Also, we have a living room in most houses, right, that we don't really use. Right? It, it occurred to me not too long ago that we do a lot of living, we do not do a lot of living in the living room. Ain't that something? That room is really not named properly. It, it's more 
of the visit room than the living room. <laughs> Am I right about it? The living room is in the house, but it isn't the life of the house. It's not where we live. Ain't that something they call the living room? Most folks live in their den or the family room. Some folks live in the kitchen. <laughs> Amen. Some folks live in the bathroom. <laughs> get out the bathroom. Get out. Get out. <laughs> Rarely do we live in those specially decorated places, right? We leave that for what? Our guests. For many of us, God is in the house, but he's been regulated to the room in our house reserved for special occasions. I wish I had somebody. He's not allowed in the living room. He's not allowed in the center. He's not allowed in the den uh, or the family room. He's not allowing places where we live. And that's what the problem is with most of us, saints. We're not allowing him in and we're not staying in him or connected to him. We have the name Christ. I'm a Christian. I wear the cross. <laughs> but is he in your life? Is he really, really in your life? And are you connected to him? Give God a hand clap of praise.